0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. It is good to be with you all this morning. I'm telling you, it's been a week. Time to grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back, and maybe just relax while we chat about what is going on in the stars above. And you can see I have my friends with me today, Pia and Colin. It's great to have you with us.
1: We're happy to be Alive and
0: well. Alive and well. I don't know about you guys, you listeners, you're gonna have to chime in with us this morning, because I can tell you that the last two weeks for me have been a roller coaster ride, ups and downs, and every place in between, and as I was chit chatting with Colin and uh, Pia behind the scenes, they indicated that was kind of happening for them too, with surprises or shocks as, the, as the, in in the case of of you and me and uh also just responsibilities it seems like that are uh upon us that maybe we didn't think we had to deal with before now it's just kind of weird but good morning to all of you i see teresa Dopreya. i just i know i just messed that up but good morning she says happy eclipse season looking forward to learning more about the energies love and light. And then we also have Kathleen Mallory. Hello. And Tom Wright, of course. Uh, Kalamera, ka, ka, That's good morning in Greek. Ah, well, now Tom is Greek. I love it. Good morning, <laughs> Debbie Tibbetts-Tumiel and j Great to have you with us. So Tom, you, you got to type in and tell us what suddenly got you into Greek. Uh, just curious, because I'm a Gemini, just curious.
2: I think he's. I think he's speaking to us. Yeah.
0: Oh, were you guys talking about Greek?
1: Well, that, we, we know a little bit of Greek. Kalamera does actually mean good. Good morning. morning. Kalispera means good evening. Oh. So great. we know a little bit of that. I think he's trying to speak to us in a language that we relate to.
0: Good for you, Tom. I'm so happy that you can speak Greek now. It's all <laughs> Greek to me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Other people checking in with us this morning. Hello, Joan Durchy. Good morning, Kajella. It's great to see you. Tom says Colin and Pia are on the Greek backside of Cyprus. Ah, oh, okay. So there's that. And good morning, Julie. It's great to see you out there. So we have a good listenership this morning. I have to ask a question, Pia. This is more on the personal side. Were you able to figure out how to get this to broadcast to your channels?
1: No. No. no I've got... It looked fairly straightforward, but then it asked me for a couple of technical steps that I don't have the skill for. So I'll have to get some help and then I'll be able to do that. I'll have more yeah. time to talk to our tech support and figure it out by the yeah. next show.
0: Yeah, because that's something new with StreamYard is that yeah. any of my guests now can stream to their own YouTube or Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, you you want it to go to. So I love that. That's just like broader reach, right? Me so. so more people hearing what we're doing.
1: We'll have it figured out by next month.
0: Yeah, great, and I know I just kind of sprung that on you yesterday, but oh, okay. Uh, Good morning, Pam Saruba, it's good to see you. Now today, I'm really kind of excited for us to talk about this this morning. Uh, I actually posted for everybody uh, earlier in the week, whatever day you sent me the uh, the form, how to calculate vortex days. So if you all have not gotten that yet, we will post it here for you this morning. And as well, you can get it on. From the YouTube description. So the YouTube description is just under the video. So once the video posts, which it's posting even as we speak, but I got to go back in and I'll post it. And you can download this yourself. And it says how to calculate vortex days. And I'm assuming this is pretty much for everyone.
1: It Um, is a general thing. A general thing. I'll explain it when you're ready to do that. So people will know what strange design actually means.
0: Yeah, I I think it looks like a bug or antennas <laughs> or uh, I don't know. It has a mystical quality because it just draws you in. <laughs> I, I'm not sure what it means, but uh, I'm I'm eager to find out. Now is I'm assuming it might be a prerequisite to this to know what your uh, Pleiadian Earth energy sign is. Is that correct?
1: No, no. no. You you need to know the calendar and what the days are in in real life, what the energy of the day is. You don't have to know what your personal energy is, but you need to work with the calendar and know what the energy of the day is, because this is about general information for everybody. It's not specific to you. Now, it is helpful if you know your own personal energy, then the vortex day's on days that have your energy will be more intense. So that's an, that's an added benefit to know that, but you don't have to know it in order to use this.
0: Cool. Now, yesterday's eclipse, well, it was actually on Wednesday night for me on the Pacific mm-hmm. coast, Pacific mountain and central time had it on the 19th, but for mm-hmm. uh, most of the world, it was yesterday. Uh, six choosing was mm-hmm. the eclipse. Tell us a little bit about what that means and how that plays into I don't know, the chaos, (laughs) I don't know (laughs) what
1: else to call it. If you look at the chart and you go across and look at choosing and go across to where it's blackened in, it's a number seven. So yesterday was six choosing, not seven choosing. So it was not a vortex day. Okay. Okay. There had been a vortex day. I think the eclipse energy would have been even stronger because vortex days always amplify the energy. So I think we can all take a big breath and be thankful <laughs> that it was not a vortex
0: day. I mean, it was it was brazen, crazy, out eh, enough without that.
2: Yeah, there's enough. There's enough going on already without that yeah. influence. Yes.
0: Yeah. Now I have a question: Was one? remembering a vortex day no it does not look like it thank god because i'm thinking well maybe it was the beginning of the week that re, no. that that caused this to amp up or what have you but uh yeah crazy crazy so uh let's let's dive in shall we i actually have it up on my uh computer so i can share my screen if okay. that helps So that you can be explaining it. And then, you know, before I do that, let's go back and talk about vortex days and what that means. We did that last month because Tom and I had this question about, well, what is that? Um, But because it looks like we might have people that weren't here last month, tell us what vortex days are and
1: why do we care? We care because they are days of intensity. And intensity can be positive or negative. It can go in either polaristic direction here in duality. And since we have so much chaos going on right now, it's a pretty good idea to have a heads up about when a Vortex Day is going to happen. They are calculated based on the collective shadow of all of humanity. That's how this chart is drawn up. But what it means is that the two cycles of energy, the universal energy and the Pleiadian earth energy are spiraling in conjunction together and they come together on a certain day with a vortex of energy that increases their intensity. So the intensity will be stronger, whether it's positive or negative, it will just be an intense day. Right. Now, if that happens when you're having a personal shadow cycle, it's going to be like, uh oh, Katie, bar the door. You know, we don't know what's going to happen today. <laughs> so it is helpful to know your own energies. But you don't have to know them to know that a day is going to be particularly intense. Yeah, And they're outlined in the um, Pleiadian Earth Energy Astrology book. They're outlined, but the chart is not in the book. So the chart is new for everybody tonight.
0: This is the book, Pleiadian Earth Energy Astrology. And there's so much good information in here about all of these different pieces of uh, the calendar and the astrology and how it works together. Um, talking about, you know, the universal days and then the uh, individual days. All of these kinds of energies are here in in and talked about in this book. So you can get the book, you can get the calendar, and then let's share my screen with that um, chart on it. Just one minute. I think this might be it. Ha! Tell me when you guys see it. We see it. Yep. Yay, and is it big enough, or shall I make it a little bigger? A
1: little bigger would be good.
0: Let's see if it will let me do so.
2: And it's not <laughs> look at
1: this.
0: Let's try it this way. Zoom. Ah.
1: There
2: we would go. And
0: yeah. I'm going to take out Vortex Days, and then we see the whole of the chart. How's that?
1: That's perfect. Now, okay. if you look at the very center where it's the darkest, starting at four in the top and, and going, going down. down at the bottom, that is a collective shadow cycle. those happen every 260 days. They always begin on four being, they always end on 10 and lightning. those are the energies because it starts for 20 days, it starts on the first of the earth energies which is being, and it ends on the last of the earth energies, which is enlightening. and that happens, In the 260 days, when we're in the universal energy of four, which is encouraging us to look at our foundations, and the energy of 10 is where it ends, which is where we can manifest something different. So that's the purpose of what the collective shadow cycles are. The way the vortex days work is they go outward. Look at the two stripes that are on either side of that dark one in the middle. It starts two transcending and three transcending, and it goes down to 11 seeing and 12 seeing. So those are always on either side of a collective shadow cycle. From there, it's a geometrical pattern, as you can see, that just progresses diagonally out from the corners of each of these days. You Mm -hmm. have one more going across. Well, you have the diagonal patterns going up and you have Diagonal patterns going down, and then you have the central part right in the middle where they're branching out just a little bit for a couple of days here. So that each of the earth energies has a vortex day or two in their makeup. Always Mm -hmm. at least two, and if it's around the collective cycle, you'll have three or four. So if you want to utilize this and know how to use it, you'd look at like we were talking about, What was yesterday six choosing let's look at today seven exploring
0: yeah so can you guys see my cursor moving around here
1: yep yes we can see that
0: that's seven exploring
1: well that's seven exploring so you can open your calendar and go Whew! that's not a vortex day (laughs) i would not live by looking to see if it's a vortex day every day what i would live by is if i'm having a particularly intense energy Go look up the vortex days and see if that's influencing what's going on, because that would be the clue that there's something that's outside of you that may be stirring up something inside of you, but it's actually outside of you that's energetic, causing disruptions. So this is how you work with and use vortex days. They're interesting. They are a more advanced way of looking at the Pleiadian Earth Energy Astrology. They are not necessary for beginners. So for those of you who feel like this is too complicated or too (laughs) overwhelming, just put it aside and work with the calendar with just the universal energies and the earth energies and you'll be good.
0: Yeah. Now, if I'm looking at this, Pia, I see that if we go, we're going down, this looks like the way the days are running. So the next vortex day is 13 catalyzing. Is that correct? Which will be on the 27th of April. Yep, that's right.
1: That's right. You're looking and, at it
0: right. And then if we go down here, does that mean then I start back up here? So we're going up and down these columns. It looks like.
1: Yes, that's right. So
0: after 13 catalyzing, the next day would be four listening. Right. Easy peasy. Ooh. So so yeah, I I don't want to make it sound like people should be anticipating vortex days. But I find that, I find it's kind of useful, maybe if you're planning your week and you know a vortex day is coming up, maybe it's not gonna be the best day to do something of an intense quality already.
1: Well, possibly, but if, if it's a positive thing, it could bring really intensity in a positive direction. If you're getting married and it's a vortex day, that would probably bring more energy of celebration, joy, friendship, family—all of those things. If you've got to go to court for a lawsuit, don't go on a vortex day. If you've <laughs> got to go to court, don't go on a vortex day. So it kind of depends on what it is you're scheduling because vortex days can bring intensity in either polarity, positive. Okay. Or, if you were going to say, something well, like. I was
2: just going to add that it, it's a high or a low sort of equation. It, it could be extremely positive, extremely helpful, or as Pia just noted, if it's a serious heavy day, like going to court or or doing something that's challenging, maybe not the best day to choose that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but sometimes, you know, we're thrown into the pot. If it's a court date, for example, there's not a whole lot sometimes that you can do about that. Right. Um, So then the the idea that you know it's a vortex day could prepare, could be something that's going to prepare you for. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that
2: has to do with attitude. Yeah. Because if if we're thrown something that, as you just mentioned, that, that might be overly challenging, instead of going into it thinking, oh, this is going to be terrible, this is going to be difficult, if we reverse that thought pattern or that feeling and say, well. I am going to get through this and maybe something wonderful will come out of this experience that will absolutely change the energy of what can happen. Nice. Nice. Now let's see how
0: we can figure this out if we know our own personal day. Right. So I'm going to use me. I'm tumor remembering right here. Mm-hmm. So I would have been two days old when I came into the first vortex day. Is that correct? Is that how that works?
1: No. Okay. Not necessarily. You will never, because you're too remembering, you will never have a vortex day occur on the energy of your spiritual birthday, which is too remembering. That's your spiritual birthday that happens every 260 days. And because you're not, your energy is not in this chart, you won't have that on your spiritual birthday. If your birthday, if you just drop down one, if your birthday is loving, And maybe you're 10 or 4 or 11 or 5 or 12, you're going to, whatever those universal energies are, if one of those is your universal energy and your loving earth energy, you will have a vortex day every year on your spiritual birthday. So it just depends on, on which birthday is every 260 days. But it's not about being two years old or three years old because that's a Gregorian system of counting. This is based on the Venus system of 260 days of Venus cycling around the sun.
0: But what I was saying is that these are going in day by day by day, right? So it went from two remembering to three loving to four feeling. That's true. Four feeling would have been the first vortex day for someone born on two remembering. Is that correct?
1: Yes, that would be correct. Okay. I understand what you're saying that you would have been. Yes. However, That four feeling will not happen necessarily at two years old. Again, that's a Gregorian count. Oh, oh, two days old. I said two days. Two days old. This is a Gregorian count. I mean, a bleeding earth energy account based on Venus, not the Gregorian. Right. So probably two days, but maybe not. And
0: then, so if somebody like, okay, let's do you, Colin, because you, you are in tandem with the shadow cycle. Isn't that correct?
1: Yes. Yes, he is.
0: What's your birthday? What's
1: your birth one? He does not have a vortex day on his birthday, though. He would be 12 healing. So you go down to healing over here on the side on the okay. left I'm exploring. And you go across and look for 12. 12 is not a vortex day, which mm-hmm. I would have to say, phew, since his shadow cycles are always aligned yes. with shadow. Thank goodness he doesn't have that too.
2: I think, I think that would be absolutely overpowering because I deal with both collective and personal shadow cycles simultaneously. If that happened on a vortex day, I think I would have to be in bed with the covers over my head, <laughs> not, yeah. not venture out into the day at all. And yeah. no talking to anybody. Right. Exactly.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah that, that's good. Now, Pia, where are you on this spectrum?
1: I am uh, same line healing. I am one healing.
0: Okay, so same with you. You're not on I'm a not, vortex day.
1: No, nope. and I am have the good fortune of not having any of my shadow cycles align with the collective shadow cycle. So
2: yeah. I'm a little
1: easier ride than Cullen is.
2: It's actually pretty rare for someone to have what I have. I mean, it does it does show up in some people's charts, but it's not. It's it, not common. It's not common by any means it's it's a really pretty unusual synchronicity
1: i find that people who have their shadow cycles that coincide with the collective shadow cycle they have a special mission to be able to do something for the planet they are aligned with the planetary evolution mm. and so therefore their personal evolution they get nudged in the same way that things are changing on the planet so it's more intense for them but that's their that's their calling
2: but that also means that it's possible that people like me can achieve something extraordinary because of those combined energies. So it, it it's actually one of those double-sided coins or double-edged swords. If, if used properly with the highest potential in, in attitude and understanding, it can be a game changer and a wonderful thing but if the person is, let's say, a little bit more negative or a little bit more um, troublesome in their outer personality, mm-hmm. it, it's not such a good place to be.
1: And Janet, back to your question about being two days old when you had your first vortex day, and I said, typically, yes, but not necessarily. Uh-huh. We are in the learning process of understanding that everything spirals. It's not linear. So it's going to come close to your second birth, your second day of being alive on the planet, but it could start a little bit early or a little bit late. And that's true for everybody. So you need to look at this not exactly as a graph that's going to be on the money, but as coming into an energy that's going to manifest or heighten or be at the apex on that particular day.
0: Yeah, exactly. Now, also, uh, Kajella points out that on page 215 of this book, the Pleiadian Earth Energy Astrology, you have all of those days listed. I'm going right. there to check it out myself because I know it goes up through quite a ways into the future, 2029, all the way through 2033. Yep. So you don't have to have this chart to know it. It's just a good tool to have to understand how this system works. But you can absolutely go to the book and it's Appendix A. And it tells us right there, today's 2023, April 8th, 10th, 27th. Well, the 27th would be the next day uh, that we have a collective uh, vortex day. Excuse me.
1: Right. Right. And again, I would encourage everybody to get a calendar. And use that. And Mm -hmm. let me just flip through the calendar that I have here and show you a couple of things. This calendar, although.
0: Let me stop sharing the screen with this thing on it so that people can see it better. There you go.
1: So, this calendar, although it says 2023, is a non expiring calendar because it has the outline of all the universal energies. All the universal energies are there for you to look and see what they are, what they mean, what they're good for. And then below that, there's all of the Earth energy. So you can look at them and see how you can appropriately use the energy, what's the inappropriate use of the energy. That is really important. There's also explanations of the 13-day periods, which right now we're in the 13-day period of remembering. So that's in there. And there are two separate articles in there that are fairly lengthy, Short explanations of, of summarizing how to use this ener- energy to navigate your life. So it's more than just a calendar. It's a little bit of a manual. A
0: resource. Yes, yeah. it's
1: absolutely a resource, which you need to get right away if you're going to get one, because our major source of getting them out globally in the world is going out of business. Which is a total
2: shock to us.
1: We just found that out. Colin just just found it out just before the show started. (laughs) I I found it out. And as soon as I found it out, I sent out a newsletter. And then three more emergency things came in. And I went downstairs to tell Colin about the emergencies. And this completely escaped me. But Book Depository, which distributes all over the world, is going out of business it will still be available at independent bookstores. It will still be available at deep books in the UK, and you might be able to find it on Amazon, but that's not going to be global for everybody. So if you want to get one, I would suggest that you get it right away. If you want to share it with anybody, get a couple of extras while they're available because there's no telling how long they're going to be available.
2: The, the shocking thing to me is this is the biggest resource internationally for really important work. I mean, all the all the books and calendars and, and items that, that are really helpful to people at this time, people have been relying on this company for a long time. And I, I don't understand. I mean, this is so new to me right now, but I don't understand. It's a very popular company. It's very... It, yeah, it's they a had lots of titles global, and stuff there. It's a global resource. Wow. And and I don't know if Pia knows more than she shared with me yet, but but it's astonishing to me that that a company that's has that far of an outreach would simply go out of business.
1: I think, and you know this already, this is not a surprise, but I think it's because Amazon took over book depository some time ago, and now they're shutting book depository down completely because it was just an arm of Amazon. I think that's what's happening is they want the control over consolidating. What, consolidating, what doesn't. I'm th- yeah.
2: I think that's absolutely the answer. Yeah,
1: that's the yeah. answer. So anyway, I'm, I'm not trying to encourage you to buy a calendar if you don't want one, but if you do want one,
0: I suggest- it. while you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's bookdepository.com, isn't it?
2: Yes. 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 Yeah.
0: So let me type that in here for people. Um, I noticed the other day, uh, a friend, uh, her uh, Energy Almanac is up for an award. So she asked me to go and vote for it. And I started to go through it all. And I saw that you, Pia, have your book, your calendar, and the cards, you and Cullen, uh, up for the same award in different categories. So congratulations on that. I, of course, you had to go through and vote for you. Well, thank you. Thank you. We appreciate
1: that. It's interesting that the cover awards have turned the voting over to the people. That they have done away with their judgment, their their judging panel, and they've turned it over to voting for you know whomever wants to vote for it, which is like an election. Yeah. Now, how much longer is that open? Because if so, you can share
0: the link to people to do some voting.
1: We have shared the link, and voting closes. This is very interesting. On the same day that book depository goes out of business. On the 26th. April 25th. Oh, I
2: thought it was the 26th. I
1: think, no, yeah. we we know who wins on the 26th. Uh, Voting yeah. closes on actually it may be the 24th. It's the 24th or 25th.
2: So it's quite soon. Close. It's quite soon.
1: Yeah. So send
0: me the link after the show closes today, or if you know what it is, you can oh, you can't type in there, can you?
1: No, uh, but I can send it to you.
0: Yeah, put it in the chat and then is there a chat here? There's a chat, but I don't know that you can. Well, also
1: there's a newsletter that came out yesterday. I did see that. The link is in the newsletter. Okay,
0: so everybody who's subscribed to Pia and Colin's newsletter, or I think it says Larkma, is that the one? Yeah, yeah. It'll be in that.
1: It's in the newsletter that was released yesterday on the Eclipse.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. For everybody, go to vote and vote. There's lots of different um, categories. So be prepared. It took me probably, I don't know, five to 10 minutes to go through the entire thing yeah. um, because of <laughs> curiosity. I just kept going, okay, okay, okay. Plus, I wanted to make sure it got submitted. So uh,
1: well, they also won't accept the ballot if you don't tick off all the, way. all the way through yeah. it. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was it was longer than I had expected. But it's so worthwhile, because then we see that prestige comes then to some of these, um, you know, interesting subjects that we really want people, the general public to find out about as well. So that's a good thing. Um, You can vote for the Energy Almanac, because it's in a completely different category than Pia. And then I as I just kept going, when I kept seeing you, I was like, oh, great. There's that. Oh, great. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just, I was surprised that I didn't know about it. But then, you know, I haven't been able to read all my emails even over the last couple of weeks. It's been so bizarre. Uh, All right. So uh, Tom has a question. Does the Vortex Day intensify Earth energies or universal energies or both?
1: Both because oh. they're coming together, two different energies coming together on a certain day. So it intensifies both of them.
0: Okay, and then also, for example, four listening is the next vortex day. Does that mean more intense listening or question mark, question mark, question mark?
1: Well, four is the energy of foundation. Listening is obviously what it says, going inward and listening. So it has to do with listening. But while you're listening, the question is in your consciousness about what is it about my foundations that I need to hear or know to make changes? Yeah. What is it about that? Because it's the listening to get the information, but the four energy is about foundation. And our foundations on this planet are being shaken to the core because we're getting rid of things that don't work. And we're calling in things that we want that are better.
0: Yeah. The next Vortex Day, though, is actually 13 catalyzing. Right. It's on the 27th. Maybe the, the one after that is on for listening. But uh, it's interesting to to note that both of those energies, the day and the, I mean, the Earth energy and the universal energy are both kind of amped up.
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah. And I would imagine a Vortex Day that's following on, follow, falling on 13 catalyzing is going to be a big a big one.
1: <laughs> yes, 13 the energy of integration, catalyzing the energy of a lightning strike, shaking everything up, making things happen. So yes.
2: It's it's probably more auspicious than other vortex days because of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a big one. Um, especially coming you know where the eclipse windows you know are I usually would think of them as one to two weeks coming, one to two weeks in action, and mm-hmm. then one to two weeks waning just because the power of uh, that type of uh, astrological configuration so that puts us you know a week away a week into that period of the waning of that of that eclipse so
2: i think I think that's a really important thing to discuss because Things don't just happen on a single day. Mm-hmm. It, there's always a buildup. There's always the, the the most powerful part in the middle, and then the the waning. I mean, the wax. No, the waning yeah, going the waning. away from it. Um, Larkma has tried to help you. Huma- <clears throat> excuse me, humanity understand that things never happen just on a specific Gregorian date. There's always that movement of beginning, middle, and end, and People tend to think, oh, it's going to be on that day. It's, it's, <laughs> it's going to hit us and then it's going to be all over and we're going to be fine. And it just doesn't work like that.
1: I think with what's nope. going on in Western astrology and with Pleiadian Earth Energy 13 catalyzing, I, and it being a vortex day, I would say that's going to be a day of tough decisions. I would say we've got squares that are operating against us, giving us pressure. And we've got the catalyzing saying time to make changes and the 13 saying time to energize. And I would say we're going to be having some tough decisions to make that day or around that day, as we just discussed.
0: Yeah, the moon will be in Leo that day. And Mm -hmm. that makes me think we're going to have to set our egos aside to make Mm -hmm. the best decisions, right? To to not make it all about us, to try to stand back a little bit and see how our decisions would impact everyone around us.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and- shifting, shifting the the I to the we. Right, that's a good one. That's a good one.
1: And, and don't forget, this is happening during Mercury retrograde. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, <laughs> started at 35 a.m. Pacific time this morning. Yay! But I've had a Mercury, <laughs> I've had Mercury as a retrograde. You know, starting. I don't know. Maybe it was last week sometime, and I was like, okay, I get it. I better start slowing down just a little bit to make sure I'm not missing. Uh, I discovered that we'd missed one of my husband's doctor's appointments back in February. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I asked him, did, did, didn't did you have an appointment at the eye doctor? And he's like, yeah. And neither one of us could remember when it was. And so when I finally called them, they were like, oh, <laughs> that was February 21st. Oops. <laughs> Sorry. (laughs) But anyway, things like that just suddenly come up. Mercury retrograde (laughs) reveals all kinds of things. Right. Sometimes it's revealing things that you've forgotten. Other times it's revealing a step that you skipped. Right. Missing out on a a certain step. And I had to die laughing. I'm going to share this. I hope my daughters aren't listening. But uh, (laughs) this week, my one, my oldest daughter decided that she wanted to dye her hair. And she wanted it to be all blonde. I mean, she has a lot of blonde and then it was darker toward the or blonder toward the tips and darker up at the top. So she decided that she wanted her daughter to help her and it did not go well, not well at all. And I was laughing to myself because we had two manifesting generators trying to dye their hair and what do manifesting generators do they skip steps Mm -hmm. right they skip steps or they want to go fast so what she did was they rinsed her hair out too soon and it turned orange (laughs) it's like oh my god so what did she have to do she had to redo it and i i i had had not said this to them that you know if you if you're a manifesting generator and you're having your hair done you might want a generator or a projector somebody that's going to slow things down a little bit to help you. (laughs) Otherwise there's a tendency to skip steps and to just, you know, jump out ahead, which is okay for them to do. But when you're doing your hair, I don't know. I think you want to be steady Eddie on that one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was truly a classic bad hair day.
0: (laughs) Correct. Right. It it turned like the bottom half of her hair turned out gray And the top part of her hair turned out orange. So she looked ridiculous. And now she's fixed, she's fixed. I saw her yesterday, so she's all fixed up now, but. (laughs) Oh my goodness, astrology really does apply to our daily lives. I'm telling you, so many times. And often though, it's in retrospect, right? We go, "Oh, that was a vortex day. That's why, you know, I was so emotional or I, this was, you know, bigger than it should have been or you know, more joyful than I expected or whatever that that experience is." Um, but if we are also proactive, and we're looking ahead to what's coming, then we could be prepared.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, you know, there shouldn't have been anybody that's listening to the show that wasn't prepared for any of the surprises or any um, upending in your lives uh, for the eclipse, because we talked about it for a long time, <laughs> lots of different times. Uh, better than green, Tom says, like Anne of Green Gables. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Okay, so right now, uh, before, I don't even know what time we're at, 8.35 already. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Let's switch to astrological stuff. There's not a lot to talk about, because, you know, sometimes after the eclipse, we need integration time, we absolutely need integration time to let everything that's gone on settle but it's not even so much that it's settling, it's not even all the way revealed yet as to what the new direction might be, or you know, things that are manifesting in your life um, might be things that are leaving your life so that it's making room for what's coming into your life. And it's interesting that the day, the very like hours after the eclipse, the sun moved into Taurus. So we we shifted from the seed planting, new beginning energy of Aries, to the cultivating, nurturing energy of Taurus. So now it's time to slow things down a bit. I think Mercury retrograde helps us in all of this. Uh, Now it's time to slow things down and kind of get a bead on what the next steps are and choose something, right? To really actually, you know, choose something that you want to grow with or that you want to take into uh, the future or into the next steps. So we have that happening. And Mercury is retrograding between 15 and five degrees of Taurus. So for those of you who have your own charts, that's the little space where you're going to have, you know, Mercury moving back and forth. And if you have a planet there between five and 15 degrees of Taurus, then it's going to get disrupted. And of course, anything maybe opposing it or squaring it. Uh, there's the other, the other angles as well, but I usually just think of the squares, the oppositions or the conjunctions for a mercury retrograde. And we are in retrograde now until May 14th. So three weeks, but there's always the shadow, right? The shadow of the retrograde, right? Remember the wane, the waxing, the happening, and then the waning. Same thing with a retrograde. We have the, the couple of weeks leading up to the retrograde, then the three weeks of this retrograde, and then a couple of more weeks as it finishes up that transit. So the whole cycle is actually from April 7th to May 31st. That's a long time. So the actual retrograde, April 21 to May 14, but then we have until May 31st to clear that retrograde phase and start a new cycle. So things can be a little disrupted for the foreseeable future. But not to worry, usually just as a, if you slow down consciously. Remember Taurus is a sign that is deliberate, it's earth, it's practical, it's down to earth kind of of, of sign. If you remember to love because it is ruled by Venus and to simplify. Those are things that are going to be helpful during this Mercury retrograde. And then, of course, tomorrow is also Earth Day, celebrating Mother Earth, being kind, helping others to see what their actions are that might be um, not so beneficial to Mother Earth. Uh, Checking out your own self. Am I in alignment with taking care of Mother Earth? And the moon, if we just talk about the moon for a minute, the moon is in Taurus today and until early tomorrow morning but for the most part, Saturday and Sunday, the moon is in Gemini. So expect it to be a sort of chatting day, conversational days, um, maybe traveling days. I'm leaving this afternoon to travel to go to Eastern Washington to help take care of one of my sisters. So definitely going to, you know lean into that Gemini energy, also expecting the traffic because you know Mercury's retrograde and it rules traffic or cars anyway. Then on Sunday, we also have another iteration of Mercury in a sextile to Mars. Of course, this happened first when Mercury was in forward motion and now retrograde. It's moving back over the same spot. Mercury retrograde in Taurus while Mars is in Cancer. And, you know, I can see now how maybe that aspect is causing us to really get closer to family and to make decisions that are more, grounded in balancing our needs versus the needs that we have, you know, in the world, Uh, whether that's with family or career or, you know, uh, in just being, you know, in uh, the world. The Human Design Week coming up, starting on the 22nd, the sun will be in the gate 27. Interesting, it's a gate of nurturing. (laughs) It's actually called the Gate of Accountability. It's about teaching ourselves to be accountable for our own care and well-being, but also helping others to find ways to be accountable for their own healing, health, and well-being. So that's where the sun's focus is. But then the earth always brings up the challenge. So what's the challenge in the field? It will be earth at gate 28. Gate 28 is called the gate of struggle. Hmm. Struggling (laughs) to take care of ourselves and others. Um, Hmm but struggling for meaning, the meaning behind all of it. My son said something to me yesterday, and it was kind of weird because like out of the blue, he said, you know, it doesn't matter what happens, it's all meaningless anyway. And I (laughs) I went, oh, you're speaking through your gate 28, because he's of the age group where the gate 28 was prominent in the age, uh, he's 32. So the young 30s, they all had gate 28. I think it's Neptune or Uranus that was sitting at that gate for them. So they already come with this idea of meaning or meaninglessness, and that's one of the challenges in the 28. It's on the spleen center, which is the center for fear, but also the, the survival or thriving energy within us, right? The, 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 the push for success, but the fear there can keep us wondering about what's the meaning of life. We're going to die anyway. Why did, you know, what's the point of being born only to die? that kind of thing. And they come with that, right? He comes with that. And it was so weird because we're sitting in the hospital with his wife getting ready to have an ultrasound because she's pregnant. And I'm like, you're looking at a new life and you're telling me that it's meaningless. I was like, it was weird. It was just surreal. But that is kind of the thing, right? We have these joyful moments and we're looking ahead at, you know, having this baby uh, but in the in the process, it's still, you know, the struggle is all about finding the meaning. What is the meaning? What's the purpose? Or is this all purposeless? Right. Well, I
1: think that right? new little being that's coming is going to help him answer that question. Absolutely. No, no Absolutely.
2: And and I think I think the eclipse season that we're in is going to allow us to slow down enough and to really look at what is meaningful to us. What, what is important to us Mm -hmm. by slowing down? I think we can at least get a little bit better picture of what's important, what we want to achieve and maybe realize that we're moving too fast all the time. Mm -hmm. So I I think I think this eclipse season is going to be exceptionally good at slowing down, looking at what's important and maybe rearranging our lives a little bit. Mm -hmm. What's the most important thing? Right.
0: And, yeah, I mean, we all know once we're here anyway, that, you know, it's there's an exit somewhere along the path. We don't know when we don't know where exactly. Um, but it's coming. So the best that we can do is make every moment as meaningful as possible. Mm -hmm. And think of life, you know, the high side of the gate 28 is that we look at life as an adventure. We we rise to the challenge of whatever it is that is happening in the moment and uh, live every moment, you know, as if, you know, it's your last. And if you tap into that, then it takes away a lot of the fear that life, there's no purpose here. It, it shoves it away enough that and it's it's not that it shoves it away. That's probably the wrong way to look at it. But in, in human design, we say feel the fear and do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. Fear is just a part of our DNA. It's there. It's kept us alive for you know a long time. Um, so we can't just say go away fear. We have to be able to say, I see you fear and I'm going to get I'm going to do this anyway. Right. Thank you for showing me that I still am afraid of heights, or I'm afraid of getting in a relationship, or whatever it is. But I'm going to do it anyway.
2: Well, that's that's using fear as a tool rather right. than a, rather than a problem. We can use it as as a way of growing and expanding and moving moving into a different direction. I mean, it. People really don't use fear as the way you just explained it in a very rational or very positive way. And mm-hmm. it's there on purpose to help us move forward, to 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 learn something, to change what doesn't work and move into a different position.
0: Yeah. And there's different kinds of fears. There's the ex- existential fears, the ones that are like, if I if I jump off this cliff, I'm likely going to lose my life, or I'm going to, you know, be battered and, and broken. That kind of fear is the healthy kind of fear because it's causing you to go, wait a minute, let's evaluate first. <laughs> Is this worth doing? Or the intuitive kind of fear, you're walking down a dark alley and the little prickles go up on the back of your neck and you're like, maybe I shouldn't be here. Let's find the first building I can get into and and find safety. But then there are the other fears, the false fears, right? Those are the ones that we contend with this time of the year, with the earth challenging us through the false evidence appearing real. The fears like, "I'm, I'm inadequate, I don't know enough. Uh, I'm feary, afraid of the future. I'm afraid of the past. Uh, I'm afraid that life has no meaning. That's the one we're at this week. And, you know, fear of perfection. It, I'm. It's never going to be perfect. I'm imperfect. And on and on, those are fears that we call false evidence appearing real and are the ones that we have to push through in order to get to the other side. I would never say continue walking down that dark alley with the prickles on your neck and tell yourself that, you know, your intuition's wrong. There isn't somebody stalking you. Come on. That that would be not the right use of fear. <laughs> so, anyway, we have to we have to be wise about fear. All right. Um, we have a couple of birthdays coming up this weekend. My friend Debbie Tibbetts tumiel and J Lo both have birthdays on Sunday, the 23rd. And I know I'm missing somebody because there was always a third person whose birthday was the same day as Debbie and J Lo's. If you're out there, happy birthday and anybody else, happy birthday. Uh, I'm doing a reading today for someone whose birthday is this weekend. Uh, So it seems to be a popular time for a lot of people. Uh, My own uh, father was born on April 23rd and my mother was April 26th. So there's a lot of, uh, you know, birthday time going on right about now. So wishing you both a happy birthday. Now tell me, Pia, that puts their birthdays at twenty at nine seeing. Mm-hmm. Does that have any meaning for them? Like, you know, I do charts for people with their astrology for their birthdays. Do we do something like that in Pleiadian Earth Energy Astrology?
1: Well, what what nine seeing brings to these people on their birthday, first and foremost, is to remember that it is their Gregorian date. And to look at the energy of the Gregorian date, it will not be the same every year. So it's not gonna be nine seeing next year. It's only nine seeing this year, which really helps keep you in the present moment. Mm -hmm. So what does that bring as a birthday gift? Nine is the energy of harmony. And seeing is the energy of trying to get the higher vision, trying to see the whole picture. People who have seeing energy are very, very good at details, but sometimes they they can't grasp the whole picture. And so it's a little bit challenging for them to see the whole picture. But with nine harmony coming in, they can take the high road of seeing energy and put the little details together and get a better view of the whole picture. So I'd say that's a pretty good birthday gift.
0: I would say so, too. That's awesome. But then everybody in Pleiadian Earth Energy uh, also has their spiritual birthday, which is when uh, the days come back to the same day as it was when they were born, right?
1: That is the completion of four shadow cycles. When you have worked through four shadow cycles, which happen every 60 days and worked on your shadows, you come to the energy that was present when you were born. And that is your spiritual birthday. And it is a time to celebrate and go, yippee, look what I've worked through in the last 260 days. Celebrate it because you're going to start in another 60 days on another round of shadow cycles. So it's a good celebration of, work accomplished, mission achieved, celebrating who you are. Love
0: it. So happy birthday to those of you out there celebrating early Taurus birthdays. And of course, you know, that means the sun for them uh, is taking on the new meaning of the eclipse that's just passed. Mm -hmm. So this eclipse for them is really activated through their entire year, not just. For the time period, the six months between now and the next eclipse. So it's kind of interesting to see how that might play out, how the energy of newness uh, plays out for them, for the seed planting, how that plays out. Mm-hmm. So JLo says she just had her Venus return also on the eclipse. Awesome. So Venus cycles begin our new relationships or uh, our our relationship to relationships and financial concerns and value and self-worth. So taking a next evolutionary leap in that direction. Uh, Yes, I can do that. Debbie, she says, any chance of a birthday card draw for 23rders? I love that. You have a group called the 23rders. (laughs) And I love that. So, okay, Debbie, do you have a preference of card deck that you want me to pull? What's your intuition? Remember, we had a chat yesterday about intuition for you. So let me know that and I'll pull a card. Pia and Colin, is there anything else that you want to share about what's going on? Wisdom from Larkma, events that you guys are going to be uh, putting on?
1: We have a live call with LARPMA this coming Sunday. It'll be a short one where LARPMA is just giving a message. And they're going to be talking about the eclipse that we just went through and the coming eclipse next month. They'll be talking about that. And people are welcome to join that. It's a free call. They can join it. Just go to our website, LARPMA.com, sign up for the newsletter, and you'll get the instructions on how to join the call. As far as anything that I would like to say, I would just like to encourage people, to recognize that this is a bumpy ride and that's okay. You're not in it by yourself. We're all hitting those bumps pretty hard right now. And apparently that's the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> We're all in this together. Yes. We,
2: we are indeed. Um, this is a team effort. I think, I think it's really important to realize building on what Pia just said. This is a pretty momentous time right now. Not only these two eclipses, but, mm-hmm other astrological influences, political influences. (laughs) Always, There is so much going on simultaneously that it looks like we're living in just such a completely chaotic environment. And we can look at it as challenge, difficulty, but we can also look at it as opportunity. All of, all of these things that we've lived with that we don't really like are potentially going away. Mm. And with the energies that are coming in, we have the ability to create new ideas, new systems, new technologies. So even though this looks like a bumpy road, as Pia just described it, it's also totally open to newness, totally open to new things that we can create together to make a better world. So yes, a bumpy road, but also maybe a enlightening and revolutionary time at the same time.
0: Yeah, definitely that. And, uh, you know, I I just have to say that how nice it was (laughs) This is gonna sound weird, but when you guys said you were also having trials and tribulations, I was like, thank God, it's not just me. <laughs> right. There is that feeling of you know camaraderie. We're all in this together. Your struggles are different than mine, but you know, the perception I was having this week is like the everything just keeps falling, falling, falling onto me. Um, it's nice to know that it's not just me. I think
2: I think it's exceedingly important to share not to just complain, not to just right. not to just dramatize what's going on in our individual lives and also in our collective lives, but I think that sense that you just mentioned about we're not going through this alone by ourselves gives us strength and maybe gives us a little bit of courage to realize that, yes, it is tough, but we are going to get through it. Yeah. And because P and I talk to people worldwide on a daily basis – we're getting pretty identical stories from people, whether it's symptomologies of, of bodily problems, whether it's financial, whether it's family. family issues. Boy, that's the one I was going to bring that's up. That's a big one. Family me. issues right now for many. It doesn't matter whether the, the occurrences or the specific situations are that similar. What's important to realize is that we're all being hit at the same time. And I think we can feel a a sense of camaraderie and a a, a feeling that maybe this isn't just aimed at me. And I think that's a much better way to look at this than than thinking that it's, oh, poor me, a pity party just for me.
0: Yeah. Get your violins out, everybody, because everybody needs your violin. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there, But there's comfort in that, right? It was yes. funny because I was kind of whining to my husband this morning about why does all of this fall onto my shoulder? And he's like, because you're the one that handles it the best.
2: <laughs> there's that.
0: <laughs> but that's, maybe actually,
2: I don't want to. that's actually oh. a great comeback or answer. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. He's just looking at me like, because you handle it the best. Okay. I do really, when I think about my husband having to handle everything that I've been handling this week, um, he would crush, right? He, he would just go, yep, yeah, not doing it.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. So I am getting ready to draw a dog pack card for our crew that are in the midst of their birthdays. And I get appropriately party girl. <laughs> poodle <laughs> poodle, And you can see underneath it says party girl. So oh, Party nice. girl, Poodle, this is for your birthday. Uh, I have no idea what this card is going to say, except maybe party party on. Uh, let's see. Poodle begins with a P, so it's going to be after N. There we go. It says, you are elegant, dignified, good-natured, highly intelligent, and love being around other people. Others are mystified by your self-assured confidence, which is neither arrogant nor pushy. Your balanced energy at play and work is a beautiful balance to behold. The people you meet at this time through networking will be a great support and connection for you. It's important for you to look nice and be put together. So do just that. Get out of the house and go have some fun. Poodle advice? It's possible to have it all and look good doing it. (laughs) (laughs) I love this one for you guys for your birthdays. um poodle i I am amazed
2: that every time a card is drawn (laughs) it is so specific to the question it's just i mean party girl is perfect for celebrating someone's birthday i mean how how could that be any more appropriate than that that's absolutely right
0: but i'm also going to pull a spirit card animal spirit card for the group for all of us like for the weekend Let's see what wisdom we get from that. And Pia, do you have your cards handy? I can get them. Yeah, let's have you draw a card for us from the Pleiadian deck. So let's see what the animal wisdom is for every, for, the, for the group, the collective here. Oh, and it is <laughs> skunk spirit. Know your worth. Wow. Know your worth. Card 54, which is a nine in the Pleiadian system, nine would be harmony, right? Yes. So harmony, skunk spirit. Let's see what she says here. She was upright, uh, 54, she's gonna be at the other end. All right, so.
1: Okay, you draw the card, I'll read it.
0: All right, let's get 54 done here first. Okay, what do you value? What do you believe in? Is your best, most authentic self on display? Skunk spirit comes as a reminder that you can be proud of who you are and what you have accomplished. Know your worth. Not everyone will agree with you or share your values, but you can walk with your head high, knowing that when you express your integrity, others can feel your authenticity and will be inspired by it. Be who you are. And if your reputation precedes you, good. You have much to be proud of. And skunk spirit wants you to be your best self, the true you. So not such a stinky uh, message after all.
1: <laughs> and Pleiadian wisdom cards, if I can get that on the screen. From that, yeah. Cullen just drew a card for everyone for right now, what's, what we're going through. And the, the answer, it, what he drew was six, purpose, which is about oh. trust. Your job is to remain free of fear which we were talking about earlier, Mm -hmm. open to trust and curious about what is coming next. And the book says, use curiosity, confidence, and trust to align yourself with the new evolutionary energies that are arriving on the planet. Participate with and trust the changes by listening to your heart's guidance. Discern what is true and what is not so that you know where to place your trust. Detach from things that no longer serve you. Desist from judging others. Trust that you can take back your own power and align yourself with the energies that are here for your evolution. Trust that the universe always knows what is best for your evolutionary path and trust in your own heart's wisdom.
0: I
2: love it. And I have to say, that basically speaks of what I said a moment ago when you asked if we had anything to say at, at the end of our discussion. And I talked about how we are at a rocky road space, but the opportunities are here. If we work on what's necessary, if we slow down, things will change in a positive way. And that's exactly what that card's bringing forward. And
1: if you go to the advanced use use of the universal energy six of this flow, it says, allow the power of trust to help you flow around obstacles. Your purpose is to always trust and work with the universe. So- that's what we all have to do, flow around the obstacles because they're going to be here. Oh, yeah, they are <laughs> at times,
0: right? Oh, I love it. So the cards, they they never fail to just sort of enhance the message that we bring. So I, I love that. Uh, thank you both so much for being here this morning and thank all of you for tuning in and listening. Uh, I will see you again on Monday for the next broadcast. Uh, don't forget today is Astro Design Meetup Day, 12 noon. The Zoom link is on my Living Astrology Facebook page. This is your opportunity to ask questions about your personal astrology, your personal gene keys, your uh, human design or anything that you want to talk about. Um, so today at 12 noon, 12 to 1 ish p.m. Pacific time. So 3 p.m. on the on the East Coast. That's it for me. Thank you so much, Pia and Colin. We'll see you next month. It will be May 19th when we see you next. We look forward to it. Have a good month, everyone. Take care. Bye for now.
2: Bye-bye for now.